a little while, and now you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, though we are well in the Eastertide, Holy Mother Church's liturgy presents us with the words of Christ that were iterated during the Last Supper before his Passion, Death, and Resurrection. Upon a reading of this entire 16th chapter of St. John's Gospel, one easily sees that a reference is made to the coming of the Paraclete, to the coming of the Holy Spirit, one of his reasons for having to lead them. And it is thus in this context that it is appropriate to employ this particular Gospel during Eastertide, though it speaks of events that happen before the Passion itself. St. John Chrysostom seized these words, uttered during the course of our Lord's last hours with the disciples, as being intended to prepare the apostles for his disappearance, for his death, for his leaving them. They were accustomed to his physically being in their midst, leading, teaching, conferring grace. His presence gave them peace, it gave them confidence. The physical presence of a general or leader to his constituency is generally more inspiring of purpose and courage than when that same person would be cut off for them, cut off from them, or far away. In fact, many times, historically speaking, troops in an army who are outnumbered or at a disadvantage during a battle will rally to victory upon learning of the physical presence of their leader being in their midst. Thus, it was natural that the apostles be confused, anxious, and distraught at the thought of our Lord leaving them. What would they do without the presence of their leader? Notwithstanding, with his death approaching, our Lord had a duty to make the apostles ready for a tribulation that they did not want. And St. John Chrysostom says, this he does that he may, as it were, harden their spirits to the hearing of painful things, so that they shall bear up well against the coming separation from him. For nothing is so wont to come calm a soul which grieves and which is held fast by sorrow, as to repeat again and again the words which cause sorrow. And our Lord does reiterate on several occasions during the 16th chapter of St. John's Gospel that he must leave them. He doesn't just say it once, he says it many times. As St. John Chrysostom says, this, eluc this eluc elucidation was intended to soften the blow of the reality of his departure. Jesus was indeed mysterious in all this, but he does let them know, not only is he going, but that he will come back. They will see him again. This is the, his hopeful olive branch to them in such a trying hour. And perhaps, my dear faithful, we can use the reflection of our beloved church father concerning Christ's painful absence to the apostles so as to benefit fruitfully from Christ's current absence from the liturgical life of the Church that we're currently undergoing. 
so specifically, as everybody knows, we are not allowed to attend Holy Mass right now in many parts of the world, and nor are we allowed to receive his body and blood in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. No longer permitted to partake of the sacrament of his love, we are separated physically from his Eucharistic presence. And of course, as many have written, there are other ways of participating in divine grace that do not require our receiving of the Blessed Sacrament. But it must be said that none of these things can come close to replacing this divine food for the soul. And Jesus is gone. This is unsatisfying, frustrating, and sad to we, his disciples and followers, suffering through the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020. So in order to prevent ourselves from wallowing in useless consternation or confusion, let us rather see this, our situation in the light of the 16th chapter of St. John's Gospel. Jesus' presence in the Blessed Sacrament is gone from our lives currently. But let us call to mind that our Lord foresaw his own disappearance from the midst of his own apostles as well. And it stands to reason that if he foresaw his departure from them by way of death, could he not also have foreseen his departure from us now, an absence that has lasted several weeks? We must never forget that even the most evil of situations are all foreseen by divine providence. Therefore, the current lack of holy masses and public sacraments, too, was foreseen by the same divine providence. But we cannot just stop there, though, with our reflection. For our Lord says, and again, a little while, and you shall see our Lord let his disciples know that he would come back. He fulfilled his word and did come back to them in the glorious resurrection. If he did this for them, why would he not do the same for us? And some may counter that, well, our Lord only made them wait for three days before he returned to them. So this consideration does not hold in our particular situation. Well, I say no matter. In the book of Genesis, God promises a savior to Adam and Eve. And though he takes many ages of men to bring this about, it does happen. Then the Hebrews in the Old Testament, they wandered in the desert for many years before finally coming to the promised land. So the point is, is that God is faithful to his promises regardless of how long they take to effectuate. We live, in a, we live in a spoiled age that wants to wait for absolutely nothing. But we have no reason to believe that we will be deprived of our Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament forever. The apostles, they were not forever deprived of him after his death. And my dear faithful, neither shall we. We must have faith.
In the Acts of the Apostles, we hear that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. This quarantine and lamentable suspension of public sacramental life of the church is such a tribulation. We will benefit spiritually in suffering through it patiently, looking forward to that day of rest and happiness when the full glory of the sacramental life of the church returns in fullness. And generally speaking, to greater suffering corresponds a greater joy once that test has passed. The Gospel says as much when our Lord refers to the woman in labor in this same Gospel. That woman, she undergoes much pain to bring a new man into the world. She is in pain because her hour has come, but she soon forgets that period of trial and pain and frustration once she's brought a man into the world. My dear faithful, may our own sorrow soon be turned to joy. In relation to the, today's Gospel, the Venerable Bede says, O triumphant Creator, prove to us when our enemies are defeated and driven off that thou hast seen our struggles and that they were pleasing to thee. So after their tribulation, the Lord sees the elect when the enemy condemned, he gives them the reward for their patience. Thus, may the Lord give you strength and reward you abundantly once our current trial has passed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.